Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Danny Parkin Show. Let's do this. Thank you very much for spending some time with the Danny Parkin Show on CBS Sports Radio, radio radio.com sports, Sirius 206. 670 the score right here in my hometown of Chicago where I do afternoons Monday through Friday or over 200 radio affiliates throughout the country. I very much appreciate you participating with the program. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. 855-212-4227 is the number. That's 855 212 for CBS at Danny Parkins on Twitter. I want to start the show a little bit differently tonight. I hope you will indulge me. And then, uh, as they say, the show will go on. But I want to address the elephant in the room because I know you all come here for a diversion And I know that's my job, and we are going to get to sports. But I am honestly very thankful that I have never been given an edict of what I can and cannot talk about on this show. And it's a tremendous privilege, and it's one that I don't take lightly. Uh, But just know that when you come to people for a diversion in uh, entertainment news or sports news or whatever the case may be, like, were people too with feelings and emotions about the real world. And sometimes it just feels weird talking about box scores and hall of fames and wins and losses that uh, involve adults playing kid games. Like it feels really meaningless when the real world is happening. And thankfully I can do what so many people in my industry do and I can use a sports star who had the courage of conviction to make a statement on something and then use that as a point of entry. I don't normally talk soccer, but hey, Philadelphia Union captain Alejandro Bedoya, after celebrating a goal, went up to the microphone and uh, the field mic, and it was picked up on the national broadcast on Fox Sports 1, and he said, hey, Congress, do something now. End gun violence. Let's go. And that was a... that. I'm sure there have been other statements on social media, but I've never quite seen that one. The on-field microphone call to action. It was It's interesting video. I tweeted it out at Danny Parkins on Twitter if, uh, if you'd like to check it out. But this was how my weekend went, playing around to golf uh, with my buddies. And you get back to the clubhouse and the TVs are turned on to the latest horrifying mass shooting in El Paso. And then I got about a 45-minute drive home, and I get home, and first thing my wife says is, did you see what happened 
in El Paso. And, of course, I had, and then we start talking about it, and we have basically a new version of the same conversation that we've had countless times in our six-ish year relationship. And then the conversation ends, and we cooked some food and watched a movie and had a few glasses of wine and went on with our lives. And we went to bed, and that was our Saturday. And then I woke up before her on a Sunday morning and I usually sleep in on Sundays, but I woke up earlier and I always just read the news on my phone. And basically that's just kind of my, my lazy Sunday. But I, of course, am then met with the news of what happened at the Walmart in Dayton. And I'm thinking as my wife is sleeping there, oh, I'm going to basically have history repeat itself. The cycle repeat itself and I'll have the same conversation and we'll add a uh, bar in Dayton to Walmart in El Paso. And we'll add that to college campus and com- Jewish community center and mosque and church and nightclub and theater and college campus and high school and elementary school and concert. And basically anywhere that you can think of going, uh, we've had that conversation over the course of a not that long relationship And the stick to sports thing is just odd um, that a lot of people and some executives think is necessary as if sports haven't been a reflection of life since sports have been played. Like no one would get out there today and tell the head coach of the Dayton basketball team not to get involved in helping to heal his community or use his program to raise money for victims or however they see their small role in this game that we call life right like we wouldn't tell the utep football program not to have a moment of silence before their game or visit victims in the hospital the astros and the indians held moment of silences uh before their game as did the race in uh nascar this weekend the u.s women's national soccer team had a moment of silence before their game like it's just We often look to sports in these moments or we understand that sports is a reflection of life and vice versa. We would never tell the UTEP program or the Dayton program to to stick to sports, right? Like it's always been there. It's always been political. We would never say to Champ Bailey, who goes into the Hall of Fame this weekend, don't talk about race in your induction ceremony and your experience growing up as a black man in America, which he did very powerfully. And I hope that people go and listen to Champ Bailey's words. But we don't tell Steve Kerr, whose father was a victim. uh, He was assassinated. Not to talk about gun violence. Sports have always intersected with politics. The national anthem is political. Military flyovers are political. Jesse Owens was political. Muhammad Ali was political. Craig Hodges at the White House and a dashiki was political. Colin Kaepernick was political. This isn't new. No one had a problem with the president throwing out the first pitch at the World Series in New York after 9-11 as a moment to return to normalcy and show American resolve and resistance. But it's political. So maybe you disagree with some of the examples, right? Like, maybe you agreed with all of them. That doesn't matter. The point is it's life. And it's messy. And it all intersects with one another because we're all human beings. Any one of us could have been outside that bar in Dayton. 
And any one of us could have been shopping at that Walmart in El Paso. But we weren't. So we'll move on. And the only way that the vast majority of people in my business will even tell you how they feel about it, which for me is, depending on the moment, uh, equal parts scared and outraged. My sister actually lives in California with my one-year-old nephew and my brother-in-law. They were at the um, garlic festival where there was the shooting six days ago. They left about 90 minutes before it happened, but they were there. The only way that people in my industry will tell you how they feel about it is if a sports figure brings it up first. Then we can hold up their Instagram or Twitter post as an excuse to say what is so plainly obvious, or we'll use this video of the soccer player to say, like, come on, we're all, everyone, no matter race, creed, political affiliation, age, you're all having the same conversation or some version of it with your loved ones, I would imagine, which is, wow, we got a huge problem with gun violence in this country, both in the form of mass shootings and overall. Trust me, I live in Chicago. I see my city get used as a whataboutism talking point every time one of these tragedies happens. There's been a weekend this summer in Chicago where there were over 60 shootings. So I'm not even just talking about the events of this past weekend. Like it's a problem. We're the only developed nation that has this problem. And of course I have ideas of how I would fix it or whatever, but but those ideas of course are also political and life is political, but this is a sports show. So I'm not going to get into them or share them here because that's not my job, but I just hope the people whose job it is are as sick and tired of having the same damn conversation that my wife and I had twice within 14 hours this weekend. And they do something about it. Because it strikes me as just, wherever you come out on this, it just strikes me as incredibly un-American to say, yeah, we have a problem. First step is admitting that we have one. But then saying, eh, we can't solve it. That doesn't seem like what we do. Eh, we got a problem, but we'll just do uh, thoughts and prayers and platitudes. Those are nice, but they've been offered many times before. I have to hope we agree that we can do something and try to do better. I don't know. I'm not, again... We're not going to spend the show talking about what those things may or may not be. But man, it's just going to continue to happen. So I guess if nothing changes, we're all just cool with it. Not me, man. I'm sick of it. Thank you for letting me get that off my chest. I, uh, I didn't want to talk about sports without saying something. And, of course, that solves no problems. And you'll be like, oh, 
your virtue signaling and your grandstanding. Yeah, my the virtue that I'm signaling is the news of this weekend sucked. And I hope it changes. So we'll get to sports and our regularly scheduled ridiculousness and trivial things, which is what I prefer to do, dedicating my life to sports commentary. So we'll get back to the regularly scheduled program, but I appreciate you letting me get that off my chest. This is the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. Now back to the Danny Parkin Show. Yes, you are listening to the Danny Parkin Show on CBS Sports Radio, and I very much appreciate that. Our toll-free line around here is 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now we'll talk about the things that really matter, like why y'all hate Carmelo Anthony. Can you put some respect on my man's name? And before you say, I always say everybody has their biases. The people who admit their biases to you are the ones that you can trust. Yes, I went to Syracuse, but Mello was before my time. I was a freshman in 05. He was there in 2003. And I bet on that Kirk Heinrich, Nick Collison, KU team. Over Carmelo Anthony. That's a great gambling story. 16 years old. Turned a $40 gambling account into 700 bucks. Largely riding that KU team. Kirk Heinrich was a covering machine. Dominated Marquette and Dwayne Wade in the Final Four. Put it all on KU. And Mello and Jerry McNamara and Hakeem Warwick screwed me. So even though that's alma mater. And Mello's done great things for alma mater. That is not a bias that I have towards him. I have a bias towards facts and respect. Ryan, if you please, play a couple of uh, the cuts that Carmelo Anthony had discussing his uh, status within NBA circles or lack thereof when he was on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith. Because I'm speaking my truth, right? And, And I never do this. I never speak out about this. I'm not begging, but I just I feel like it's too many narratives about Carmelo Anthony, but not coming from the horse's mouth. And that's when I start to get, I'm like, yo, like it's, it's too many people speaking. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's too many people speaking on on, on my name, and I, I don't like that. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to deal with the politics of playing a sport that I love, and. I feel like the game didn't love me back at one point, at that point in time. Like, this is all the emotions going in at that point in time. Mm. I feel like I love the game more than the game loved me at that particular time. So if now? I, no, but now no, no, I'm saying, but no, now no, how no, you feel? I'm saying at that point, that was my emotions. Now, I love the game too much to be away from it. Mm. I, I just love the game. I do everything. I'm training young guys. I'm training myself. Like, I'm, I'm in it now. I got my kind of a new, a new life about me. After, after that, I, it took me a while to get out of that situation, emotionally, mm-hmm. out of that Houston situation. It is crazy to me that there's not a spot on any roster for Carmelo Anthony. It's ludicrous that he doesn't have a permanent, long-standing invitation to play for Team USA Basketball. But... Putting that aside for a second, 
the issue that Melo has of the game not loving him back and no team wanting him on their squad right now. Let's say it's all over for Carmelo Anthony as a professional basketball player. I don't get the hate or the disrespect or the jokes because this guy is a first ballot, no doubt about it, Hall of Famer. It's not even close. He is an all-time great, and I'm kind of baffled that more people don't acknowledge this as stated fact. Basketball players do. Basketball players revere Melo because they know that when he was on his game, there was basically no one harder to stop. He was, for a long stretch of time, the best or second best pure scorer in the NBA. It was him and Kobe for best scores. But also, this idea like, Melo's not a winner. Okay, let's go to the facts. National championship in college. Winningest Team USA player ever. Three gold medals. Then you say, all right, well, Danny, college and Team USA, what about the NBA? Okay. You know it's a team game, right? Carmelo Anthony was a rookie in the 03-04 season. The Denver Nuggets won 17 games the year before Carmelo got to Denver. How many wins did Denver win Carmelo's rookie year? 43. He took it from a 17-win team to a 43-win team. He was there seven and a half seasons. Got traded in the middle of his eighth year. Denver made the playoffs every year Carmelo was on their team. He launched an era of Denver Nuggets basketball where they made the playoffs 10 consecutive years. He was there for seven and a half of them. Before he got there, they won 17 games. What was happening in the Western Conference when Carmelo was there? I mean, nothing big. Just Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich and Kobe and Shaq. No big deal. Spurs eliminated Melo from the playoffs twice. Lakers eliminated Melo from the playoffs twice. But then he goes to New York. And that's where Melo was just about the money. He wasn't about winning. Okay, let's um, go to the facts. Carmelo gets traded to the Knicks. 2010-2011 season. What do they do that year? Win 42 games and make the playoffs. What did they do the year before Melo got there? Won 29 games. What did they do his first three years in New York? Make the playoffs. So Carmelo Anthony... His first 10 years in the NBA makes the playoffs. When he joins the team, he inherited a 17-win roster and a 29-win roster. The Knicks, arguably the worst organization in the NBA, that reputation gets crystallized during the mellow era, right? 
back end of it. He leads into it. He's there for some of it, not all of it. But James Dolan banning Oakley from the Garden, Phil Jackson, Isaiah Thomas settlements, they're the worst. They're a dumpster fire. That ain't Mello's fault. That's institutional failure. Ten straight years making the playoffs. Eliminated by the Lakers twice. Eliminated by the Spurs twice. Eliminated by uh, LeBron's Miami Heat once. Ten-time All-Star. Three-time gold medalist. NCAA champion. Team USA career leader in games played, points, and rebounds. 22nd on the NBA all-time scoring list. Carmelo Anthony scored more points than Jerry West. Carmelo Anthony scored more points than Allen Iverson. Carmelo Anthony scored more points than Dwayne Wade, who was drafted in his same year. Why do we act like Carmelo Anthony is not a sure thing, first ballot Hall of Famer, and a basketball legend? Why does Melo get hate? 855-212-4227 is the number. Serious question. I don't get this one. Is he a perfect fit for the modern NBA? No. But he's a product of his era. Mid-range game, back to the basket, slasher attacking score. Not a great three-point shooter. But he's of the era of Kobe, of Paul Pierce, the guys who grew up watching the end of Michael Jordan when he had the back to the basket game. Like, he is his era. And he was an amazing basketball player during his era. And now there's no spot for him, which maybe that's valid, maybe it isn't. But you're telling me Carmelo Anthony couldn't score 14 points a game off the bench for someone on a cheap contract? I, I would think that he could. I absolutely think that if Thaddeus Young can get an invitation to Team USA, Carmelo Anthony, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, international basketball player ever, should be able to prove that he can still be a part of a winning team and culture and get invited not to the Olympics, but to the FIBA games. But this is just a sad, unnecessary ending for Carmelo Anthony. And I am genuinely curious if you've been a mellow trash talker, a mellow hater, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. What am I missing about Mello's game that's worthy of all of this slander and hate? We hear from you next. Now back to the Danny Parkin Show. Thanks for hanging out on the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio, Radio.com Sports. Interact with me on Twitter, as so many of you are doing. Some even about Carmelo Anthony, at Danny Parkins on Twitter, 855-212-4227. Mello says he loves the game of basketball, doesn't know if it loves him back. Looks like he might be done as a basketball player. So I try to figure out why there's so much Mello hate and slander. Led the league in scoring, 10-time All-Star, 6-time All-NBA, 3-time gold medalist, NCAA champion, went to the playoffs his first 10 years consecutively in the NBA, went to a Nuggets team that won 17 games the year before he got there. They won 43 his first year. Went to a Knicks team that won 29 games the year before he got there, won 42 games The first year he got there, lost to the Spurs twice, the Lakers twice, and LeBron once in the playoffs. More all-time points than Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, and Jerry West. 
That's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's an NBA legend. That's one of the greatest scores in the history of the sport. And people want to say Mello is a disappointment? It makes no sense. Is he perfect for the modern NBA? No. But he's a product of his era. 2003 to 2012, before the 2013 Spurs started to begin the three-point revolution? Yeah. Carmelo Anthony was the second best scorer in the NBA for a decade behind Kobe Bryant. And people want to say he's not an all-time great. It's crazy to me. Let's see here. Let's stay in Chicago, my hometown. Patrick, you're on the Danny Parkin Show. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? Chilling, man. How are you? Pretty good. Just driving home. Um, I want to talk to you about it because I agree with you for the most part. Um, definitely Hall of Famer. Definitely don't understand the hate. But I don't think... But you don't think what? All right. Looks like he was gone. Looks like he was gone. Sounds like you didn't think he was going to be a Hall of Famer, but I'll let someone else make that point before I respond. Richard in Miami. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? Hey, Danny. I was born here in Miami. I went to most of the Heat games since 87 or 88. I think 88 we got a team. Uh, so I saw all of Dwayne Wade. Our guys play defense, man. He never played defense. He never. He, he reminds me of James Harden in that way. He doesn't play defense. If you don't play defense, if you brought back guys from the 60s and 70s and put them opposite him, Everybody played defense for the most part. Hardly anybody just went one way. They they all played hard. Dwayne Wade used to, to, to run around for balls on his on his knees and hurt himself. That's why he's not still playing, or he'd be playing longer than Melo, because Bosch, LeBron, and Wade all played defense. That's why we didn't want him. We never wanted Melo in this town, because he doesn't fit the heat. Spolster wouldn't know what to do with him because I think he's lazy, number one. And I really... I, How, I have a question. Play. How do you become the 22nd all-time leading scorer in NBA history by being lazy? I, I Because that's all he did. He didn't have to play defense. He never all did. he did was be a top 25 scorer in the history of the league, and you're dismissing that? You're not old enough. You didn't see the doctor play. I saw the doctor play in his prime when I was 14. It doesn't matter about 14. age, man. This is oh, no, just that it was an eight, it was an 82 game is, season then Carmelo Anthony scored more points than everybody who ever played professional basketball except 21 individuals. And you know what? James Harden by the way, also going to be a Hall of Famer. It's not that hard to make the basketball Hall of Fame. I agree they're going to be they're going to be Hall of Famers, but it's easy to score when you never play defense. You're not wasting any energy on defense. That's what I don't like about him. I never wanted him on our team. Are you kidding me? Okay. Who wants some guy I mean, that's, that's, that's it. He don't play defense. And, and to me, real basketball, the doctor played defense, and that was 40-something years ago. Everybody that, to me, that's a great player all played defense. There's not that many offense. Kobe played defense. Come on. You know? I mean, I, I agree the- that Kobe was a better defensive player than Carmelo Anthony. There were players who were better defensive players than Carmelo Anthony, though on Team USA, he actually did play pretty good defense, but when he's the only scorer on a team, it's tough to go both ways. Like You're saying he's not LeBron, and he's not Dr. J, and he's not Kobe. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you, but 
those guys are what LeBron best or second best player ever. Kobe somewhere between ninth and 12th best player ever. Dr. J probably somewhere in the early teens, best player ever. Yeah. Okay. Carmelo Anthony isn't one of the 15 greatest players in the history of the sport, but he's one of the 40. Let me give you one other analogy that that's similar to this. People today on the walk of fame in LA get, get stars on the Walk of Fame for spending money. They, they, they didn't deserve it. Hardly anybody in the last 15, 20 years since they started doing movies or however old they are, they, these people don't deserve it. They pay certain money to get a star. It has nothing to do with, with how good they are. And that reminds me of Carmelo. He's just another big scorer, big deal. He just, he, he's nobody special. He never was. Okay. Listen, I mean, but but you 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 realize what you're saying. You're you're saying a guy who made All NBA six times is nobody special. It's easier today to do those kind of things than it was. Why? There were there's 15 people who make All NBA. There's 15 people who make it. First, second, third team. Five, five, and five. It's been that way since time and forever. I'm just saying the standards have been lowered in sports in the last 15, 20 years, man. By who? By, by whoever votes, I'm telling you, it's not the you, same. Sports, sports are sports to me are easier. People get so, away with. So you're you're basically all, back in my day. My generation was the best, and everything that's new is bad, no, guy. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think you're saying sports are easier in the last 15 years. I just think people are lazier these days. They don't for the money they make. They don't put out like people used to in the 70s. Now it's about money. Okay, it. listen, I mean. Fair, listen, I appreciate your call, but that is what I'm talking about. That is grade A Hayden. Yeah, Carmelo made $232 million as an NBA player. Dr. J didn't. If Dr. J was born later, he would have made that money. Melo is a product of his time in terms of money. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's an insane criticism of him. Oh, Carmelo's not Kobe. Carmelo's not LeBron. Carmelo's not Dr. J. And he's one of the 40 greatest basketball players in the history of the sport. He won in college. He made the playoffs 10 times in a row on two bad franchises to start his NBA career. And he was a winner internationally. And he was an all-time scorer. That's a hell of a legacy. That's a first ballot Hall of Famer legacy. Let's go to Minnesota. Jacob, thanks for calling the show. Welcome. Um, when it comes to Carmelo, I I loved Carmelo when he first came out of Syracuse. I loved everything about him. Um, he was a consummate team player. I think the problem with him today in today's NBA is the fact that he's a volume shooter. To get his 14 points, he might have to put up 15 shots. You know, teams can't really afford that for a bench player. Uh, listen, I I agree with you. There's an argument to be made that Carmelo Anthony on a roster today won't work if he's not ready to make real adjustments to his game and be right. a bench player and all that stuff. I'm yeah. in agreement with that. But I, I'm saying if Melo's career is over, and there's no shame in that, it's 2019. He was drafted in 2003. Everybody from that draft class is either retired or stinks, except for LeBron, so who's a freak of nature. So regardless of whether he can be on a roster in 2019, I think he can, you think he can't, whatever. Melo's legacy, to me, has been crazy for the last decade. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. 
In fact, I disagree with the guy from Miami that says he was lazy. I want you to put, I believe Melo went number two in that draft, and LeBron James went number one, if memory serves me right. No, Melo went went three. Darko went two. Yeah, but LeBron James went number one in that. Look up Melo versus LeBron's first four years in their career against each other. Melo beats LeBron. Yeah, I mean, Melo you know, is a year older, and I appreciate the call. Like, obviously, LeBron's a better player, and Melo was a little bit more physically, uh, you know, he was a more refined shooter and scorer immediately, it felt like, in some of those head-to-head matchups. But clearly, LeBron passed him by, and then LeBron also, because of his unique passing ability, he made others around him better in a way that most scorers didn't. Kobe didn't, uh, Wade didn't, LeBron, uh, Carmelo did it. Now, again, Kobe, better defensive player than Carmelo, so helped his team in that way there, but these guys are scorers. These guys are elite scorers, and for his era, it wasn't as much about ball movement and three-point shots as it is now. It was get the ball, isolation, maybe some pick and roll, a lot of back to the basket, and go to work. And Mello was as good of a go-to-work scorer as this game has seen in a long, long, long time. Let's see here. In Cleveland, Steven is on CBS Sports Radio at 855-212-4227. What's up, Steven? Not much. Just got home. I just wanted to, you know, but staying in my car because I really wanted to talk and I really wanted to comment on this uh, topic. So... I think a good way to just voice my opinion really quick, comparing him to LeBron and Dwayne Wade, all his contemporary, two of his contemporaries that are beloved way more than he is. I think the first thing that we can point to is look at the fact that he doesn't have a championship and Wade and LeBron do. I feel like LeBron and Wade get passes on any negativity that would be associated with them, especially LeBron, which is starting to come out now. Um, because of those championships they won. I think that would help uh, Carmelo's legacy immensely. But I think the other thing, too, um, looking at his you know, reputation and like what is said about him outside of basketball, I think LeBron's done an excellent job of cultivating you know, uh, a picture of what kind of guy he is and his charitable work um, and creating this image. A young guy like Donovan Mitchell, I think he gets it in whatever people he's surrounded with. I've heard nothing but good things about charity and things he does in Salt Lake City. I think that's an issue that I think Carmelo had. I never heard about him doing charity work. I don't live in Denver, but I never heard about him being such a great guy. Like Giannis apparently has this going for him too. He, I've seen a lot. Of I, listen, I, I'll tell you this though, man, and I yeah. and I I hear what you're saying because narrative does go a long way. And obviously, you're right. If he would have won a championship, that changes everything. Like if he had one title, like Dirk had one title, I the think that makes a difference. Yeah, of course, and and that's. That, you know, so maybe the the comp is Iverson or Barkley as opposed to those other guys, but that's fine because those guys don't get nearly the hate that Melo gets. But I'll just tell you, Carmelo Anthony has done an incredible amount of charity work uh, in his hometown of Baltimore, where Carmelo grew up in very tough circumstances uh, in Denver. And in New York, he built uh, was the principal donor uh, for the Mellow Center. He gave what at the time was the largest single athletic contribution, I believe, at any major university. When he gave three and a half million back to Syracuse, he's opened up foundations uh, to help underserved communities with education and uh, community outreach, and he's involved with the Boys and Girls Club. Like 
Carmelo Anthony is a charitable dude. So maybe you just don't know about that, but but he absolutely has given back. Can I make two last quick points? Sure. All right. Um, so in regards to that, that's that's awesome, and that's problematic that I didn't know that. Somehow I'm seeing Donovan Mitchell. Maybe I need to follow Carmelo Anthony more on Twitter or follow on his Instagram, and that's probably the issue. I didn't know about these things. So that's a problem to me there. And, again, maybe that's the perspective of I'm in Cleveland, I see LeBron, and if I like a player, I follow their Instagram. Maybe I just didn't see that. So that's awesome. That's a problem that that wasn't shared. And then number two, I don't know. I feel like I can only speak to about my generation, but I feel my generation is also extremely critical. You know, if the guy doesn't have a championship, oh, we, we don't value him. When in perspective, I love the stats you've been giving throughout this segment. Um, I do think you have to recognize that he's been one of the top five few players in his position his whole career. And I think people just in my generation looked at him as like at some point, oh, you didn't win a championship? Well, then you just don't matter. I think. Yeah, I think listen, I, 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 I understand that. I get it. And that's something that the media created, right? We created this idea, and thank you for the call, that the only way your pro sports career has validation is if you win a championship. And if you don't win a championship, you get passed over. Like, basically no one would say Dan Marino, best quarterback of all time. But he's got an argument if you're just doing pure passing ability. But he didn't win a championship. So there's this other group of people who didn't win. But we forget it's a team sport. And yes, an individual controls winning and losing more in basketball than any other team sport but he played in the Western Conference when LeBron was in the NBA. So LeBron dominated the East, and the Spurs and the Lakers dominated the West. That's not Melo's fault. Want to get more into the perception of athletes, fact versus fiction, Carmelo Anthony has the jumping off point. Thanks for hanging out. It's the Danny Parkin Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.